0: What's good, everybody? This is Silas from SilasBeats.info here with another episode of The Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. This is episode 179 and in it I'm going to be talking about uh, research that I did. There was some research that I had to do. Um, So the story goes, uh, I was supposed to be a part of a a TV broadcast, right? I was going to sit on a panel, it was going to be amazing and we were going to discuss stuff and they gave me a topic, so I went and I did some research, and on the morning that it was supposed to happen, the whole thing gets cancelled. Um, I say cancelled, probably not postponed, it looks like one of those things that probably won't come about again. So, for the most part, I just figured, you know what, I've done the research, I've got the information, why am I holding it, why am I keeping it to myself? So, here I am. Um, so they, they said, uh, they were talking about ownership in music. And um, when I heard that, I was like, "Okay, cool. That means they must be talking about um, publishing, talking about record labels. They importance of both. both. Um, they were probably gonna allude to um, these pre- these uh, recent stories, like the whole the whole uh, Jay Z story and his masters, as well as Jay Cole and his masters." So like I was like okay cool my 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 view um and I actually I, I did a, a mail I sent a mail out is that when you feel like what you're doing isn't um you're not able to do things in the best possible way but it's purely based on the fact that you don't have time. <coughs> Excuse me. If it's purely based on the fact that you don't have time um, or you, uh, you know you're lacking in a particular way that you probably aren't going to be able to sort out um, like right there and then, right then and there, um, then it's always better to get someone to help you out with that particular task. Um, I know for myself, I'm just thinking about myself now, um, the reason why I have a publisher is because I know what a publisher's job is. Uh, publishers job primarily is to have your, your music and make it do stuff, right? So you've got your song. They're there to help you get it licensed, right? So they're there to help you get the music to people and say, this is so-and-so's track it to be great for your next uh, ad campaign. Or this is so-and-so's track, you know, they try and get the tracks out there. In that way, they sort out the whole um, uh, license, regarding the track and how people are going to get paid and how they're going to get paid and how you, the artist, is going to get paid, right? That's their job to do. They're there to basically shop your work, move it around, get it in the hands of people. And for the most part, if you're dealing with a good publisher, then they've got connections, right? There's, for me, having a publisher, if they don't have that connection, I may as well be doing it myself, right? I may as well cut out a bit of my day and say, cool, for the next 20 minutes, the next two hours, I am a music publisher and conduct myself as such Um, another thing that I expect from them uh, being a publisher so it's it's them being able to shop the work and then them being able to collect right there's on certain licenses so if there's money in that to collect and they'll help collect that and then they'll help they'll pay themselves and they'll pay me right I'm happy for them to do that because I know um, that the current publishers that I have have connections right? Um, They are, they're pretty difficult to work with. Uh, It's difficult to, let me not say that because it makes them sound bad, but they're difficult to work with in that they only want the best stuff. I've had a lot of music of mine sent to them, just, they just reject flat out. They're like, this isn't what we're looking for currently, sorry. So I do know that their standards are quite high. Um, But once they get the tracks, they, they really do get They really do get them out there. They are played everywhere on TV. So I'd say in terms of ownership there and owning your craft there, um, I'm all for it if you want to become a publisher, but there really is no need. Remember, if you're a DIY artist, you have precious time. And this time needs to be spent doing things that count. And I think of all the tasks, publishing... I'd say booking in terms of getting gigs and that. I'd say booking, in, uh, booking is one of those things that as an artist, um, if you can try and get one or two here and there, go for it. Get your feet wet and understand the process behind it. You know, the fee and the negotiation and the royalties, anything that comes along with getting paid for a gig or basically doing a gig. Get your feet wet and do it for yourself one or two times. Three or four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Before you start bringing someone else in because then what you're able to do is you're able to then hand over nicely Imagine going to a job a new job that you've started um, And there's no one there to tell you how to do the job. There's no handover Therefore you're stuck stumbling and doing things in a bad way But if you go out there with your product and you shop your product and you do the best you can You should get something right that way when you eventually do bring your uh, Booking person in whether it's your best friend whether it's your mom your dad your uncle your dog, whoever it is that comes in to do all of that um, understands. You can give them proper handover and say, okay, cool, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried this. Maybe you can try it like this. And then let them run away with it. Let them use their expertise, whether they've got some or not. Let them just run away with it and have it. Let them try and get you what they can get. Um, and then obviously don't, don't make like you're too big for any gig. Even if it is a free gig and you're only starting out. Um, sometimes a whole lot of free gigs are the gateway to that one big paying gig just remember that Uh, record labels this one's a big one when it comes to ownership because when we talk about ownership record labels like you can we can go through the um the whole the 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 sequence of time Um, we've got Def jam stories there we've got jay-z we've got uh columbia we've got j cole we've got a whole lot of things there we've got even local stories Um, where uh, people have been taken on by record labels. They've done really well. They've gotten large amounts of success, uh, large amounts of fame, but at the end of the day, people ask and question how much of themselves did they have to sell. Now, I just want to say, for anybody that hasn't heard me talk about record labels, I don't like them. Uh, Especially as time goes on and the game, the music industry evolves. The more the music industry evolves, the less I think we need record labels. Because if we look at the primary function of a record label, obviously there's the label advance, which everybody loves. We always talk about, oh, label advance, maybe 2.5 million, you know. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where, okay, cool, the label advance is one of those things. It could be a really small figure. It might be non-existent. It might be a really large figure. So there's the label advance. They're there. Uh, Sometimes they function as the publisher. They're there for PR and marketing. They're there to help you get your word, the word out. They're there to possibly get you studio time. They're there to also possibly get you photo shoots, video shoots, or your visuals done. Maybe even get your website set up. <clears throat> they're also there for... They're there to get your... Um, they're there to get your... Your brand up. They're there to help you move, right? Now um oh and distribution as well let's not forget distribution now if i take all of those things and i break them down these are all things i think people can do by themselves i honestly do think that people can still manage to write their music and focus on each one of those aspects at least for the time being before they get a hold of a manager or someone to help them do their thing right this is the artist now um if you're a music producer, unfortunately, you're just gonna to have to carry on working. Most of your stuff you're gonna end up doing yourself, and unless you can partner up with someone who's in a label or someone who's got a team, or you know, you can partner yourself up with someone, you know, you're gonna be doing a lot of what you're doing by yourself. It's rare that people get signed up as producers and they get all the work that they want coming their way. So, if we talk about this, start off with this lovely label advance, this supposed paycheck that you get when you store it's almost like a signing fee it's not a signing fee it's essentially it's a loan it's money that the label gives you to continue but at the end of the day that money needs to be paid back and a label is a business they're not there's no it's not them paying you you're not employed you're not in any way employed by them you're working alongside them as the brand that they need to help get to the next level so you can make a little bit of money and they can recoup whatever they've spent on you so if they give, they've given you 2.5 million Rand, chances are they're going to want that and then some as payback. Um, whether or not it'll come through through your gigs or through your endorsements, they'll stipulate it in that contract of theirs that you need to read through. Cool. On to the next thing. Um, let's talk studio time. Studio time is one of those contentious things that people feel, some people feel like they shouldn't need to pay for it. Some people, they'll... People that are affiliated with labels will always say Yeah, the artists shouldn't ever have to pay for studio time You know, they should just be able to get in there and do what they need to do But the way that the music industry is changing Your studio is becoming an independent body all on its own I run a studio I don't run a record label I just run a studio So I've taken one aspect of the whole recording process The whole artist process And I've pulled it away and I've created a business out of that. Right? Therefore, I don't get paid on all those other fronts. I don't get paid when the artist gets a sponsorship. I don't get paid when the artist gets an endorsement. This is why I need to get mine through the studio process. So I've taken the studio process and I've tried to make it as, as much of a good process as possible. I've tried to make it as, um, um, as high quality, as comfortable a process for someone to go through. But I'm not everything, I'm just the studio, right? This is what I do on a daily basis. I'm running a studio. And I'll obviously have to charge. Because if I don't charge there, and people do that thing that they always do where they're like, dude, you can have 50%, what am I taking 50% off? You, the artist, you've offered me 50%. I hate it. I absolutely hate it when people say that. Hey, Silas, man. Um, Let's work together, man I really think that Things will work out, man And you can have 50% I can have 50% And I say What do you mean? When you say 50% What are you talking about? 50% of what? And they'll say You know Endorsements Of royalties Okay Let me stop you right there Firstly I am in no way Entitled to A piece Of your endorsement deal That's you fam. You do you When it comes to your gigs You do you That's your money you cake up and do what you need to do. If we've got an agreement, I want it in writing. But for the most part, I'm not going to get much out of that um, gig or out of that endorsement deal. So relax yourself. Then the other thing is royalties. Royalty, I, if I'm producing your music, forget about it whether or not I'm mixing or mastering, but if I'm producing your music, I'm already entitled to royalties. You can't give me something that already belongs to me, friend. So that none of that works, right? So... For the most part, I'm going to charge where I charge. Um, I'm not going to go too far down that road. But a record label should be there to help you with studio time. Uh, unfortunately, what's happening now is because studios are pulling away from the whole record label setup and the studio kind of sits as the studio, they need to make money somewhere. So that's, that's cash. But if I was an artist, what I would try and do is i try and get on very, very good terms. Because I know a lot of artists that don't pay for studio time. I've got artists that I don't charge studio time. But it's not because I like them. Either they, they're paying me back in leverage, i.e., me, me, working, me working on what I'm like, me working on them helps them, um, you know, helps me move to the next level. Sorry. Me working with them helps project me to the next level. So if I bring someone in and I really do believe in what they're doing, And they already have a following behind them. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to enjoy working with them because I know that at the end of the day, regardless of what we release, whether it's good or bad, I'm affiliated with this person, therefore my brand goes up, right? So if I was an artist, I would try and build my name up as much as possible, doing all the features, all the free features I can do, jumping on all the tracks I can, doing my best so that when I do approach that person who's in a studio, I say to them, this is what I'm bringing to the table, I, I'll, I'll say to them, I'm bringing this leverage, Would you? can I come through? Not, please believe in me, but I'm saying to them, this is what I've done so far, I've got tracks on tracks on tracks, and of these tracks, these ones have playlisted here, these ones are doing well here, these ones are on these blogs, look, I've got music videos, look, I've done all of this stuff, once you've done the groundwork, it becomes easy for you to get things, Um, but yeah, for the most part, that's what I would do if I was an artist. So you actually can do that by yourself and not necessarily need a budget. You just need the time and the work. Cool. We're done with studio time. Um, distribution. Good times. The, back in the day when the only form of distribution you could rely on was, um, either having your track in a store or having it on some platform like, um, Dial five seven eight two one to get this track. You know, then you get paid for you get paid for every single download. That that was one way uh, people used to get paid. But then slowly, as digital um, digital ways of getting paid started uh, to you know, there was an influx of all these different platforms from Spotify to um, to having things on YouTube to iTunes to TrackSource. to it doesn't matter where it is. To distro kid, to Core to CD baby, putting all of your music on these places really allows you to get the distribution that you need, because for the most part, people still go in. I was, I was laughing at, at, uh, I was in P. O.'s car, and I saw CDs, like getting a lot of CDs. I'm like, this guy is serious. He still goes through that whole thing of going through this. I think he likes the experience of walking through the shop, picking out the CD, going to the t- the till and paying that person money, knowing that um, Tupac or whoever it is that's getting the money is going to, they're going to benefit, right? But for the most part, people aren't trying to do that nowadays. People want to hear songs, either they'll rip your music or they'll buy it on iTunes. No one's trying to walk into a look and listen. And um, I can tell you now, if you walk in there now, you'll see more, you'll probably see a good, you'll probably see a good range. Maybe, 40% 40% of the shop is just crap they're trying to sell, not necessarily records, uh, not necessarily CDs. You've got posters, Justin Bieber posters, you've got all these random headphones now. You can even go into look and listen and buy a PlayStation, buy multimedia, you can go buy CDs, you can go do all kinds of random crap that doesn't necessarily rely, It doesn't necessarily equate to you walking in to buy a particular album, which can only mean one thing. CD sales have gone down, but I don't need to tell you this, you know it, we all know it. CD sales have gone down and distribution has gone digital, right? So focus on your digital distribution and for that, you don't need a record label. You don't need a publisher to do that for you. Um, You just go online, look for TuneCore. TuneCore can even act as your publisher. Give them your music, right? Let them work on the music that you give them. This This is how it is you let them work on the music that you've given them. Um, my uh, my production partner in, um, uh, in PE put up his project, his first project, and he started earning royalties off that There, He got good opportunities from that. Um, his music started getting played in adverts and whatnot. I think one of the tracks became a, a, a Datsun ad or something like that. I heard the beat and I was like, my goodness, are you joking? But he started getting opportunities through... Having TuneCore as a publisher, right? So, for the most part, distribution is one of those things. You see if you can get it done yourself. is not expensive. Um, you you do you do your work, you do your research, um, and from there, it's cash, right? And with all these things that I'm saying now, you're getting a much larger portion than had than the situation. Uh, where you've called someone up and you've asked them to do it for you, i.e. a publisher So you you call your publisher and you you call your manager Your manager calls your publisher Your publisher calls someone else and then from there they start organizing deals like that Then what you start getting is you start getting a percentage of things, right? Because they would have gotten you your stuff if you go to tune core Same story you put your music up there. They start shopping it around for you Looking for opportunities for you. If you get those opportunities you get paid if you decide you want to become your own publisher, you now need to use some of your time. And I know the way artists are nowadays, it's, I don't have time to do this. I've got my job. I've got this nice need to juggle the music. I can't do this. I can't do that. Okay, sharp. Don't do it. Get yourself a publisher. But uh, there's another school of thought that says, screw that. I'm going to be my own publisher. Are you going to chase after your own music? It's a thing. It's a It's a thing. Is your... Are you chasing after your your track that played in a TV game in Norway, or on a piece, or on a, a PC game, or on a, um, a a phone app? Are you gonna chase after your things? Are you then gonna go and chase after the the World Cup happens in Brazil? And this is what happened to myself and my production partner. Our song played during the twenty fourteen World Cup. There was a a campaign happening, and one of one of our tracks. It was a very like um, summertime, you know. Um, euro club calypso type vibe and that played and we were happy um but they collected for us we got paid we were happy we got paid but i wouldn't have had the time because i had my 95 i had my work to do i had my beats to make i had all these other things i needed to handle i didn't want to have to deal with those phone calls that's the one thing i feel that you can outsource even before you get a manager. Stuff a manager. Go get yourself a good publisher. If you can't do that, go and pay uh, a tune quote to do it for you. Cool. Uh, distribution, publishing, uh, studio time. We've spoken about the label advance or label loan uh, that you're going to eventually have to pay back. PR? I don't know. Like Unless you've been living under a rock. There's people out there that are making a living. In the world, they're making a living off being interesting and using their selfie cam. They've got their phone up at an angle and they're talking to their camera. They document their life and they get millions of views. doesn't have to be... the Like Obviously, there's, there's YouTube shows out there that have really good production. And those people are getting millions of views. But there's certain people that will just share their screen. And that's it. They get millions of views and that's them. That's them living their life. So going off that, doing PR for yourself should not be difficult. It just takes time. People are like, yeah, I don't want to go onto onto Twitter and post about what I ate yesterday. If that's what you think social media is, you've already lost. You've instantly lost already. Go onto the most um, sought-after accounts. And then go onto people's accounts that are in your industry. If you're a singer, go and look at singers' accounts both local and abroad, and look at and see what they're posting. Whether or not it's them or not, just see what they're posting and see the reactions they're getting, see the type of things that they're doing. And you'll see, okay, cool, I can just post, you know, I'm walking down the street, I might be singing a track, I might be doing something, but just it's music related. Or it, doesn't have to be, it doesn't even have to be music related. You can take a picture of your, your favorite animal at the zoo. Take a selfie with the, your favorite, with a, with a platypus or with, a, with an elephant. I don't know. You're there, you take your selfie, caption it, there you go. There's content. There's content that you're putting out there. There's that, there's videos, there's funny stuff, pranks, um, uh, whatever it is. You're chilling with friends. These are the different ways that you PR yourself. Because I'm telling you now, interviews are cool. And obviously getting on TV is always obviously the, most, the, the, the easiest way for you to um, jack up your numbers. But when someone, when I look for someone, I want to Google them. If I'm looking for a, I don't know, a quester, I'm going to type in on Google to see what sort of things are popping up. It's just, that's, that's where we are. That's how we're going. That's how, um, that's how things are at the moment. And unfortunately, if that doesn't look good, then you are, you're in trouble. It's unfortunate, like, there's, um, what happened? Um, that time that I got a track on, onto 5F, well, I was part of a team that got a track onto 5FM. The artists that got their track, they didn't know how to manage their social media accounts and, like, it tanked completely because they could not find the woman. They did not know what she looked like. To this day, people are like, hey man, I remember that track how do i get it i'm like this track should have been on itunes the person should have been on tv doing more things this person should have been you know more proactive about it but because they didn't pr themselves it was rough and you can try and get a pr company but you want to go and find uh, 20k to get the job done properly do you have 20k to get the job done properly i didn't think so why do you think these up-and-coming artists are on social? They're not doing it just because they want fame. Some of them, or a lot of them actually are. Let me not lie to you. A lot of them are doing it just because they want fame. But those that are actually serious, and you look at them, you're like, this is pretty consistent. Like with me, I don't, wanna, I don't want people to be all over my stuff and think, oh, you know, oh, Silas is a famous guy. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for awareness, and I'm looking for people's attention. When I post a status update, or if I take a... Th- 30 second clip of a beat that I'm making. I'm not taking it so that people can like me more. I'm taking it so that I can either build trust or I can sell a beat or I can, you know, I can get people's attention for a particular thing. It might be my studio services or my tutoring services or it might be that I'm going to be at an event tomorrow and if there's an artist that wants to reach out to me, they can, you know. That's why it's done. And I PR myself. And through PRing myself, I'm able to get lots of people in the studio. My intern, the one thing that he has he, he taken away is that he's like, dude, I didn't know that a studio can get this busy. And do, it. and I'm using a small little space, dinky little space, and the studio is packed full of people day in, day out, from now until whenever. It's just booked up. Um, at the moment now, if I think about my next booking, um I think my next booking available is probably towards the end of this week. Today is Monday. Um the next booking available booking is at the end of the week. So yeah, this is one of those ways, you know, it's all comes through PRing myself and you as an artist need to PR yourself. Um you don't necessarily need a, a label for that. They're just going to throw money at a PR company and you're going to End up getting frustrated, and if it's your own money, yo, you're gonna feel it even more. So you'll pull out. Tell me what happens after you spent that fifteen k. Let me know. Leave something in the comments or hit me up, phone me. Let me know what happens. Um, what else is a label supposed to be doing in terms of function? I feel like for the most part, that's pretty much it. Studio time, distribution, publishing, the label loan, uh the PR and marketing side of things. Um, yeah. There's a couple of things here and there. If you are in a label, understand that your biggest asset is going to be your connection, your affiliation to that label. The moment you leave there, have a plan. Have a plan B because I've seen people leave labels and the moment they leave the label, they disappear off the face of the planet. They're gone. So by all means, if you're going for a label, you've seen the terms and conditions and you're happy with them, jump on board. But just understand that it might be a short lived um thing uh, short lived as in when your contract ends i don't know usually these things are what 2 years or so um and then from there there might be an option for them to sign you for another year or two or however years your, your your label agreement has been drawn up but you're going to get to a point where you're no longer part of that label don't be one of those people where your entire career completely crumbles and falls and now you need another label deal you basically become like a druggie because now you've had this life support and now when you step out into the real world it's rough for you because independently you suck um yeah so own your work be independent but just be careful because when you choose the independent route you're gonna work your ass off uh if you don't work your ass off it's rough you're gonna you're gonna fail it's easy. It's easy, easy, easy. Um, yeah, so I'm going to try and type this out as well. So, well, for people who don't like listening to podcasts, uh, but I'm going to try to type this out. I mean, I might even try and do like a Facebook Live type thing um, at some stage. I really do need to get into that. Uh, but yeah, um, if, <clears throat> if, I don't, if I don't do that, then there'll obviously there'll at least be a podcast and a written post living in cyberspace um, so yeah hit me up if you have any questions email me on business at um, head through to my website sorry my website has been it was down for a while so I had to being an independent dude I had to pull up all my HTML and, and look through stuff uh, but eventually I managed to sort it out and the website is up I think uh, so you can hit me up on Info, and you'll find um, info there. Um, yeah, let's keep in contact. Let's keep the network building and yeah, don't be a stranger. We will uh, catch up again in episode one, oh, 180. 180.